I'm your host, Lillian. And I'm your host, Fakri, and you are listening to Food Nonfiction. This week, we will focus on the diet of a sumo wrestler. All right, food buffs, we are going to start a new segment called Back When I Was a Kid. Have you ever noticed that some of your strongest memories are when you first tried a certain food or heard about something new? In fact, many of our attitudes towards foods from other cultures are shaped in childhood by these first introductions. So, back when I was a kid, my father was always making food from all over the world. Some cuisines, though, he didn't make himself, and instead we would go out to enjoy those meals. Sushi was something that we all loved, but didn't make at home. I will never forget going to our favorite sushi place. It was more than an hour drive from our house and was always a very special occasion when we got to go. I'm pretty sure it was my birthday choice like five years in a row at least. Anyway, I love going there to eat all the delicious sushi, but I also love to go so I could watch the sumo wrestling. The owner, who went by Yoshi, always had sumo wrestling on the TV, and it was in that restaurant that I first learned about it. After I got over the outfits, I remember being totally amazed when Yoshi told me that sumo wrestlers ate healthy Japanese food every day, and they were not fat, but really, really strong. Up until now, I actually thought they were mostly fat. But thanks to our research for this episode, I now know better. Yeah, I was totally amazed to find out that the world champion sumo wrestler we are talking with this episode was at one point 360 pounds, but only had 11% body fat. Such impressive numbers are the result of countless hours of training and lots of chonko nabe, also known as sumo stew. Chonko nabe is a stew, and they have a lot of meat, a lot of vegetables, and a lot of protein. It's really healthy. That was Biamba, one of the best sumo wrestlers in the world. Hi, my name is Biamba Jolumbayer. I'm four-time world sumo champion. Biamba and his manager, Andrew, were kind enough to speak with us about Chonko Nabe and how it helps a sumo wrestler gain muscle. The first thing they both wanted to point out was that sumo wrestlers eat healthy foods and strive for a balanced diet. The sumo wrestlers, contrary to popular belief, eat a really healthy diet. So, usually I eat like uh, really healthy food. I don't eat like junk food. We will hear more from them later. For sumo wrestlers, there are two factors that are important for winning matches. One, muscle, and two, mass. So why are muscle and mass important for sumo wrestlers? In general, there are two major ways to win a sumo match. One, force the opponent to step out of the ring, now known as a dohyo. Or two, force the opponent to touch the ground with anything other than the soles of his feet. For instance, forcing him to drop to one knee. There are some other more technical ways to win or lose, but those are the most important ones to know. Matches are one round and tend to last just a few seconds, although sometimes they can last for several minutes. We don't know exactly how old sumo wrestling is, as it has been practiced for centuries and is believed to have influences from many different forms of martial arts. So we couldn't really nail down a start date. But we do know that the use of a defined ring or boundary came later. Before, the winner would be the one who threw their opponent. 
Using a boundary and trying to push each other out of it came about sometime in the 16th century. The very first professional sumo wrestling tournament was held in 1684. Trying to push someone out of a ring means being large and heavy gives you an advantage. In Japanese professional sumo wrestling, there are no weight classes like in boxing. So someone who is lighter, although I don't think you would call them a featherweight, could fight someone who is much larger, for example, a heavyweight. This doesn't mean the smaller wrestler always loses. With proper technique, a smaller wrestler can win against a much larger opponent. Just a side note tournaments in other parts of the world do divide matches based on weight class, including the U.S. Sumo Open, the biggest sumo competition outside of Japan. We will hear more about that event later. This is probably a good point to briefly talk about the traditional training sumo communities in Japan. Sumo culture has many ties to ancient traditions, and these are preserved by the Japan Sumo Association. This association requires most wrestlers to live in sumo training stables that are run by former wrestlers. The association also has strict rules about what trainees can eat or wear. There are currently 43 of these training stables for roughly 660 professional wrestlers. Remember how we said that in professional Japanese sumo wrestling there are no weight classes? Well, that is because they use a strict ranking system. Wrestlers compete six times a year to climb the ranks. They are all divided into six divisions. The top two divisions include the 70 best sumo wrestlers, while the bottom four divisions contain the other 590. So, even though there are no weight classes, you are only going to be fighting people in your division based on rank. Ranking gives professional sumo wrestlers more money and better prizes at tournaments. But that hierarchy extends outside of the tournaments as well. Wrestlers in the top divisions enjoy many perks in daily life. Like they get to sleep in and have lower ranked wrestlers do the cooking and cleaning. They can also wear more comfortable clothing. I was surprised to find out that wrestlers are expected to do all their morning training on an empty stomach. Traditionally, they do not have breakfast and instead eat a very large lunch after training. It is typical for wrestlers to take a nap afterwards. These eating and sleeping habits are intended to help wrestlers put on more weight. So, what does a growing sumo wrestler eat after training all day? Well, like we mentioned earlier, chonko nabe or sumo stew is the most common food. If you want to make a chonko nabe, you have to, you have to make it well first and put low, like miso, or shoyu, or like sauce. So, Bionba is saying that it is really important for there to be lots of fresh vegetables and healthy meats like fish. When Biamba was first recruited to become a sumo wrestler, be sure to check out our show notes for links to his incredible biography and his seriously an amazing story. He had to start in the lower ranks and work his way up. Part of his duties included cooking lunch for everyone. This is how he became an expert and is considered one of the best chonko nabe cooks in North America. We asked him for a detailed description of chonko nabe. Because this was a little more technical, Biamba's manager, Andrew, translated for us. You, you first、uh, add the flavoring, make the broth. You、uh, chop up the vegetables and meat and cook those, and that's about it. It's a, it's a very simple sumo stew. 
Delvis mentioned this before. I'm just expanding on it. You, you can add different flavors. So you could have a miso flavored chanconabe. You could have a salt flavored uh, soy sauce flavor. There's different kinds of flavorings. There's often like um, fish stock or some other meat stock to to make the basic broth. And then of course you add the meat and then the vegetables and and cook up the stew. Now that Biamba competes outside of Japan, he no longer lives in the traditional training community. He still competes at the biggest tournament outside of Japan, the U.S. Sumo Open. Uh, yeah, let me just add that the Biamba uh, has competed in the U.S. Sumo Open for the last eight years. He's won the gold medal every year, and so on August eighth, we have the the uh, ninth year in a row that he has a chance to win a gold medal, which is beyond unprecedented. So the U.S. Sumo Open is the biggest annual sumo tournament in the world outside of Japan. No one has ever won more than two or three years in a row in any weight class or category. So for Biamba to already have eight consecutive titles is unbelievable. Let's see if he can make it a ninth uh, U.S. Sumo Open champion title uh, next month. We asked what sort of changes Biamba makes to his training and eating habits as he gears up for a match. Biamba's diet is pretty healthy all year round. It doesn't change much. But when he does more intense training in the weeks leading up to the tournament, uh, definitely his, his caloric intake increases. He has to consume more to, to maintain his weight. So probably his diet is not going to change much. He'll just increase the quantity a little bit prior to the tournament. We have some links in our show notes to videos of Biamba's epic sumo slam at a competition two years ago. Seriously, do yourself a favor and check them out. There are multiple angles of the same match, and each one allows you to appreciate his amazing technique in a different way. A final note I feel like we should cover is how it's possible that a sumo wrestler can have only 11% body fat. Just doing a quick search, you find that the average American male has something like 18-24% to body fat. So it's important to note that body fat percentage is, of course, a percentage. So you can have a large amount of fat, but still have a low body fat percentage if you also have a huge amount of muscle mass. Sumo wrestlers have a crazy amount of muscle mass. They have more fat-free mass than bodybuilders. So fat-free mass is the combination of internal organs and skeletal muscle mass. They basically are a solid brick of muscle at their core. After doing this episode, I am now seriously impressed by sumo wrestlers as athletes. All right, food buffs, we hope you enjoyed another fascinating episode on another fascinating food topic. We would love it if you could write us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you haven't done so already, please check out our website for instructions on how to help us. Also, we'd love it if listeners would write into us and tell us what they think about the episodes. So please write in to feedback at foodnonfiction.com. One last note is that Biamba, who is our sumo wrestler on this episode, was on this season's Bachelorette. So if you want to write in to talk about that, feel free to do so. Just a warning, only Lillian will be able to talk to you about that. I don't watch The Bachelor. Please write in to us, like I said, and listen in next week. We release our episodes every Tuesday. Have a great week, food buffs.